All right, guys, we are here with RT, Ryan Taylor, fresh off of his fifth CrossFit Games, yep. right? Yep. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit today about kind of the buildup to the games and how all that went and then uh, kind of what we're thinking about uh, with moving forward and uh, kind of what, what it looks like getting ready for the CrossFit Games and what it looks like uh, in the past kind of as, as he's built up to this, so... Ryan, go ahead, um, introduce yourself a little bit and tell me a little bit about uh, what got you interested in competitive CrossFit way back when. All right. Uh, well, Ryan Taylor, RT. Um, yeah, so, gosh, it's been 10 years now. Yeah. Um, I was uh, coaching high school wrestling, and kind of in the off season, I had a group of kind of the top-notch guys kind of working out with me on, on our own. And we were kind of doing CrossFit stuff. We were lifting weights, running, doing like a lot of interval stuff. And um, Mitch Potter, as you know, uh, owned Fit Club at the time. And he would constantly be trying to get me to come down there. So, yeah, you need to come down. I think you'd be good at this CrossFit thing. Um, so then I just kind of started diving into it, looking into it. And then eventually I, I made my way down there. And then just the typical... Uh, every crossfitter's kind of same story as soon as they did their first crossfit workout they kind of fell in love with it so uh did that and then uh went and got my level one like literally four months later um and mitch at the time had like one other coach and so i just started coaching and coached there for three years um 2011 was the first year of the the whole online crossfit open so i just put Put my name in, went for it, and ended up making regionals. Um, uh, did regionals. I think I ended up 28th that year or something like that. Um, following year, we, we went team. Uh, was, Gen K, right? Was Gen, Gen, K? Gen K was the, was the alternate. Oh, okay. So it was like me, uh, Dave Vollmer, another guy, um, that moved he's not even in columbus anymore um pretty good athlete and then it was shelly eddington chelsea rankin um it, it was a decent team we came up we just had too many mistakes at regionals i think we ended up 12th or 13th that year uh and then the following year was the first year of the 40s so i got super stoked about it and um made it and that year there was no qualifier there was just the open it was a top 20 in the open uh, made it, went out, you know, they had us out on that old track, uh, it, really night and day between like how the masters are and age groupers are treated now compared to them. We were just kind of like a whatever sideshow. Yeah. yeah uh, they threw you guys out on the track. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday yep. there before the games even started. Before the games even started. I remember the first year they gave us one pair of shoes. I was going to say they gave you like a t-shirt and I feel like that was it. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, Wow um night and day though like now now we're obviously we're not at the level of the the individual athletes but the stuff we get is ridiculous and um yeah well worth it so uh all right so 13 14 made the games 14 i was uh made it but i was really banged up lower back stuff uh elbow stuff like just a train wreck i was following some online programming won't mention the name but you know it is and uh 
just it just beat me down. And when I got back, I said, yeah, I'm taking a full year off. Just going to get the body healthy. Um, just need to move better. And then some stuff started getting weird at, at, at the old gym. And uh, to be honest, there just wasn't anyone there that could push me ever in a workout. And it was just like, I'm never going to get any better. Mm-hmm. So I hit you up, I think on Facebook. Yep. And was like, hey, I think I'm going to make the jump. And you welcomed me in with open arms. And um, just night and day, finally getting coached. Um, and then that year, I think it was I was 16 when you guys had the team that was full bore and making the games. And um, that was probably the toughest training I've ever done but like got the most out of it just being able to like train with you and Chris and John and Jenny and K Money and Maria and it was just like this these like really high intensity workouts all the time like uh yeah that was that was that was awesome that was a really good environment um to be a part of and then um you guys came up short, which sucked. But. Yeah, looking back, though, I mean, I think it's so it's so fun to think about how how much fun I think we all had just as a group of friends. You know, the just like you said, like at you know at Fit Club before, like things maybe get a little awkward and like stuff falls out and things happen and all yeah. that stuff. But one of the big things that I really have a huge point of pride on from that year and from our training is like we're all still friends. Yep. Like we all still hang out. Yep. Everybody still comes to the gym, and that's one of those things where like to me. Like that never happens. Like teams dissipate. Every other team we've ever had, people have all left the gym. Like within months, yeah. within like yeah. weeks, yeah. Um, they they all leave. They go to another gym. It's just like it's a transition point, right? It's like okay, we worked really hard. We did this as a team. Now there's this big transition point, and I have to rethink about what I'm gonna do. And then I rethink my friendships and I rethink everything, right? Yep. And so sometimes those are good times for people to change gyms or they move, right? And other things happen and all that stuff comes up. But that's what I think about, like, looking back on that year. It's like, yeah, we didn't make it, but it was awesome just being able to spend time with you guys. Like, yeah. we got to spend a lot of time together with people who we really care about. And we grew a lot of relationships, even with people outside of that group of, you know, six or seven, all the people who trained with us, you know, right, Alex right. Conti and Jen Kay and all the people who come to the track and doing all those different workouts yeah. with us and stuff. Like, you grow and build a lot of really good relationships yep. all around that. And I think it's really cool to see that that has stayed. Those people have stayed. And, uh, you know, regardless of where the competitive atmosphere is around that, it's like, the the fact that we maintained those friendships throughout all that time yeah, and right that stuff gets stressful on like friendships for and sure like you and John getting after each other all the time it's <laughs> yeah. just like like that stuff you know but it was all in it was all just in a the mindset of bettering each other yeah around all that so right so I always look back on that so fondly and that's why you know I'm I'm such a big believer in like it's it's just about the journey because the journey was. I mean, shit, we trained for like 14 months for that because we kind of yeah. skipped out the open a little bit the year before mm-hmm. and uh, and started really training with more of a long-term trajectory for that. Yeah. And so I think that was uh, I think that was, that was a fun, fun year. It just was. Just in that aspect. What was, was the most, uh, I think what I got out of that the most was just accountability. And what I mean by that is like, um, like be accountable for the stuff you suck at. Like I can remember one day, I think we did like 90 minute just pure intensity workout and I was supposed to like work on rope climbs at the end 
and I was like grabbing my stuff, and I just remember Chris like, yep, "That's it, RT. Just go ahead, can't count on your stuff." Yeah. Uh, and then it's just like, oh, "Well, I guess he's right." Yeah. So then you hit like the accountability that year for everyone. Everyone was always on each other about you need you, don't forget to do this or don't forget to do that, and 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 that. I'd never had that before. Yeah. And that was, uh, that, that was one of the best things I got out of that and still get out of that. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, I think we had a big, that was the first year where Maria and I both really started working on like, you know, personal development stuff. And I think that was the year that Chris and John really started taking it on too and started, you know, reading more about upfront uncomfortable conversations and making sure that like, um, you know, actually, you know, Megan's Eiser said it to me yesterday and I forget the exact quote, but it's something like, um, you know, you know, true love is actually is, you know, more about like showing the action, even if it's uncomfortable, it's not yeah. apathy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you can't let things slide. If you really care about the person, if you care about the person, yeah. you care about their progress, you want to see them succeed. You have to be willing to say that stuff. And, and Chris is one of the best at it. I mean, he doesn't let things slide. John didn't either. Um, I think that did a lot for you and me. And I know it did for Maria a lot. For sure. And, and uh, I, I just remember the one time uh, the whole team and then me came over to the house and we just kind of had this like big planning session and you basically called everyone out on all their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what you suck at and this is what you need to do to get better. And <clears throat> yeah, it was uncomfortable, but it, it helped you own it, yep. you know? Like this is what I need to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then and then same thing because everybody's there. Now everybody can hold you accountable. Everybody knows that right. you've been told this. We've talked about yep. it. You know it. And so I think that's um, yeah, that's it's tough. And you know the it's one of the big reasons now why I enjoy taking the things that we learned that year. And I mean we've implemented that stuff just with being inner CrossFitters. Is yeah. we're gonna have a conversation day one about what you suck at. It might be you snack too much. It might be you, you eat shit. It might be your actions don't follow your words. Right. Right. Now we've talked about it. Now it's understood that you're going to fix that. And now we we're on the same page with that communication and all that was bred from that success. So I think that's really cool. All right. So 16, um, you make the games. We get yep. the sick house out in California. Oh my god, <laughs> ridiculous! Yeah, so that was our last year in California. Yeah, and uh, I, I got to be honest, I was never a fan of Cali. Uh, nothing, nothing about LA I like, other than maybe the weather. It would have been cool if they had you guys go out and do ocean stuff. I agree. They never did. You never got to swim out there. You never got to do sand stuff. I think if you guys got to do that, you would have liked California much better. Yeah. But I think because you guys always got kind of ditched over from that, it just made it not as not as fun for you. Yeah, I mean, doing the majority of your workouts in a soccer stadium with 2,000 people out there in a 30,000 seating uh, arena, just it just wasn't. It's spaced. Yeah, it's, it's not intimate. Space. Yeah. Not at all. Um, yeah, so finished 12th. Um, Gosh, there's not a lot I remember from it, really, as far as, like, I, I do remember that really long, bad chipper, like, day one with the incredibly heavy deads and the GHDs, and it was, like, 95 degrees. It was really hot out there. It was bad. Um, I think the highlight of that one that year was the clean. Yeah. 
Max clean. And that was fun from a so fan fun. perspective. We were actually, they brought you guys really close to yeah, the fans. That was that. cool. That was probably the coolest moment out there that I can remember. Um, all right. And then 17, right? First year in Madison. Uh, we kind of had this plan of like, whatever happens in the open happens. Is Because I was the oldest in the division and I honestly didn't even plan on making it. Yeah. We'd planned on you taking the year off. Yeah. It, it really was mostly just like, uh, let's just work on efficiency. Let's just work on movement. Yeah. Let's rebuild you a little bit and de-stress. Yep. And you know, then I even think we were talking about not doing the open. And then I yeah. think a few weeks before you had said like, might as well do it for the team. Yeah. Cause, cause we, we split the, team the teams. The yep. End. And yep. so might as well do it for the team. Um, and I think we learned a lot from that. I think it ended up being something where it was like going into that that nonchalantly kept it loose and fun for you. Mm-hmm. And so then sure. we learned a lot about like, you know, you really don't need to do redos. Um, you know, you're a good enough athlete when you were loose and not stressed to just come in, throw down, have some fun yep. and uh, and just trust the process. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you qualify. You actually had your best qualifying position out of the open. Yeah, I, I think you were eighth. eighth. Yeah. yeah, eighth. And then the state, I stayed eighth, didn't I? Yeah, stayed eighth. The, they qualified eighth or ninth. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. And then go to the tough games. Tough to tell after the cheater was taken out. That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that guy, that always uh, brings John up every time I think of that guy because I just remember the one year he was like, you guys were all like, can't wait to see you go against him at the games. Yeah. And, I, and I kept saying, yeah, if he if he makes it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. But uh, and then got to Madison. Uh, that was I loved it. I love Madison. It was fun. The only thing I would say that sucked about that year is we kind of were late on the lodging yeah. aspect, and we had to stay like an hour out. And yeah, that made that that made the year you know tough in terms of just like actually being able to. Ad- enjoy the yeah process of being there right it was so stressful to try um to from. but uh, top 10 finish um got an event win yeah uh which was awesome um yeah if i remember right, i wrote your ranks down earlier i think it was uh 20 19 12 9 and then this year was 8 yeah yep. Yep. so 9 9 on last year which was cool to have your best finish in the division when i was the, when oldest. the oldest yeah, yeah. that was awesome and then uh, this year, um, you know, obviously aged up. But I think the difference this year is, uh, and I I will go to this forever, is uh, the majority of my training was in classes, mm-hmm. right? I, I just, I think that just is um, a lot of guys at the games, competitive people, like just they, they don't. Um, take that as serious anymore it's like everything's about this online training and what's all these guys doing what's everyone doing but the benefits you get out of class are just i don't think you can replace you're there's always somebody in a class that might be better than you at something um there's always people there to push you and it's just a great environment to be a part of and not to mention the fact that you have someone watching you coaching you and telling you when you're doing stuff wrong or you need to fix stuff and i think a lot of times with the online stuff it's like you get this laundry list of stuff you're just trying to get it done no one's watching you or you send a video in i mean are they really watching you and 200 people you know and giving you good feedback it's hard to say but 
we we kind of started we 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 went hey these are your weaknesses rope climbs handstands and we're going to get you a more efficient kit so after the games in 17 as soon as we got back that's kind of what we just started hitting all the time and we started small like you know you're going to do 10 10 feet of handstand walks every minute on the minute until you can get eight out of 10 and then you'll move to 15 and then you'll move to 20 and it worked really well and then yeah, I think you're. I think now you're better at handstand walks than I am. Like, <laughs> yeah, legitimately, I mean, you did that hundred yards on the football field in like five something, four something, like, yeah. which is really impressive. Yeah, and I mean, so I think I honestly believe like if you make classes a priority, and then on your on your extra time, you just hit the stuff that you you need work on, mm-hmm. and you hit it like not just doing it, like you have a plan, like you can you can really improve stuff. Uh, and so that's what we did. And, and honestly, I, I, I was well prepared going into this year. Uh, you look back, I'm not, you always want to do better, but I mean, another top 10 finish. I can't be mad about it. Especially it's like, I, it's like my wife said, you know, she's like, um, we're driving home and I'm like, you know, if I would have done this and this workout or this and this workout and she's like, dude, you were top 10 and it's, a, this is a hobby. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, you're not getting paid for this. You know, you have a couple cool sponsors, but like, you're not making money doing this. This is a hobby. You should be happy. And you know what? I am. You're, there were some mistakes that were made and at this level, little tiny mistakes just add up because everyone's so good. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think now you look at the sport and it's like, um, you know, especially in the age group stuff, you used to be able to, you know, hit a couple event wins and all of a sudden you'd be, you know, top five. Like you could almost specialize in these couple things, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, you know, these top dudes, you, if you look at Robbie's scores, I don't think he had a finish outside of six or seven. I mean, he's unbelievably consistent. Very. And I think that's the thing where it's like, you know, these, the, a little slip up an extra break in a six minute workout or, um, you know, like the, the split jerk, like one little, the, so for those of you guys who didn't see what happened is Ryan went to dip for his second jerk, which he put to 300. He went to dip for it and he sort of misdipped a little bit. And so he almost like stood it back up and then went to dip again. And the judge told him that that counted as an attempt. Right. And so he took the attempt from him, even though he never really like drove and gave it a real split jerk attempt so right. he had to re-rack the bar and then make a decision on where to go right and and, and what threw me off is as i was taking out of the rack it kind of caught a j hook and it just slid slightly to the right and i was like all right i'm just gonna like dip and adjust this over wasn't even thinking about it and then at that point it just becomes i don't want to say panic time yeah, but now you, yeah now it's like oh shit there's 35 seconds left i gotta get another lift in i'm looking yeah. at jeff he's like thumb thumbs up telling me to like go higher yeah and then it just becomes rushed and honestly like if i just hit the second lift i think i i think i end up sixth yeah, you move, yeah, I think you moved from 12th to 6th with the made lift, and then I had to go to 305, which would have taken you from 6th to 3rd, right. tied for 3rd. Tied for um, and so that's, uh, you know, it's those little things, and that's what, you know, that's always the interesting part about competition. It's just like any competition. It's like, you know, we had a plan, and the plan, it's like all of a sudden this thing happens, 
and yeah. you know you get you get you know the Mike Tyson quote you get punched in the mouth and yeah, then yeah, all of yeah. a sudden it's like oh shit <laughs> and you and it, it was a three minute clock to hit three lifts with a jerk which if you have to drop it you have to get it back into the fucking rack and like that's a, that's an issue yeah and this is off a empty bar so yep. you spend the first 35 40 seconds just loading the bar yep um so yeah it, it was uh but I do think that's where so it's stuff like that to me that's where I think class stuff really does pay off because if you get these guys who are training they're doing their own programming and stuff when they're doing jerks and stuff when they're when they're training like it's like i'll hit a jerk yeah i'll you know i'll load my bar casually i'll sit down in between sets and stuff but like today we're doing jerks it's like you jerk, you drop it, you strip, you power clean, you put it on, you put your weights on, you yeah. hit a jerk again. Yeah, you got three like, guys that get through a lift in, in 90, 90 seconds. seconds. Yep. Like, we were moving. Yep. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, and so I think you're, the, the stress, the pressure, having to step up and do that, um, you know, I think those are the things in class. I, I like having you off your off your own timeline. Mm-hmm. It's like I've seen both ends for extended periods of time. I've, I've done my own training individually off time and – you just take me three hours a day. It's like we'd space it way out. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's not really in reality. Number one, it's not good for energy systems. Number two, it's not good for real like game day training. Mm-hmm. It's not what the games is like. It's not what the opens like. So I think that's where you know class sometimes it's like you get in, get after it, and I think you you know that's the thing. But that's what's so interesting about the sport is it's like this one little hiccup. It's like. A, a missed dip in a dip yeah. and drive on a jerk that that tiny little attention to detail that like i mean imagine you lose your focus or you know when you go take a breath in i did that the other day and i swallowed a bug it's like you do that in the games and all of a sudden it's like yeah. just, and now you move from you know third to 12th yeah. or I, our plan for that was to hit 320 because you'd been good for 315 building up to the game yeah. we'd practice it three jerks four times. have just been like money yeah but you know sometimes Stuff gets thrown at you, and yeah. that's how you react. Um, but going back to what you said, like just how small, um, you know, the margin is of error. Like you look at a guy like that Miller guy; he had two event wins and ended up fifteenth or fourteenth, yep. yep. like because he was so like not good at other things. But like, and then you look at a guy like Robbie, top five in like every single workout, just yep. Mister Consistency yep. the whole time. And uh, I think he had maybe one or two wins, but like one by a pretty big margin, actually. Yeah. Well, and if you watched him, you know, I think the thing Maria and I were talking about on the way home, um, he was just unbelievably composed. I, I really, I think he only won one workout. Yeah, he might, that, you might be right. But he was finishing workouts. Like, I mean, he comes in on the swim and I see you and it's like, okay, cool. We got a second. Like, okay, where's... Where's Robbie? Where's Matt? And then all of a sudden Robbie runs in and he's fourth. Right. And it's just like, and you're like, all right, well, that's not much gap. You know, that's a, he made up 12 points or yeah, something. It's just not exactly. that much. And so that's the thing. He just wasn't giving anything away anywhere. But that's the thing. It's like he'd finished the Kurt Haas, the finish line. There were a couple workouts where you were throttled. That squat workout, you were throttled. That burpee workout, throttled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you finish and you're like collapsed and he finishes and he's kind of like still up a little more composed. And I'm like, I kind of look at Maria, I'm like, fuck, like, it's gonna be hard for Ryan to recover from that. Like that was a lot of work, yeah. and so it's almost like uh, it's so almost that, like the rich get richer a little bit. It's well, like he's able to throttle down that, a little bit and take a fourth or fifth. It's place. that living at altitude, I believe. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it probably benefits him quite a bit. Yeah, you know, um, 
Yeah, he's, he's a, a great Colorado. Engine. He's from Colorado, so I mean, he's always had a, a really, really good engine. Um, even I remember him from like thirteen, fourteen, in the forties. Like yeah. he, he never, I don't think podium, but he was always like fifth or sixth. Yeah. Well, what do you think? So that this year, the athletes that won their divisions were it was I think uh, I think it was eight out of ten across the masters divisions were the same champion as last year. Okay. Anna Tunnicliffe and Neil Maddox were the only two newbies, right? right. Which no surprise there right. at all. And then even then, the person who won the year before was still like the next spot, right? right. So it was still Sean Ramirez got second. Um, I think Sam Briggs got second, but she's new this year also. And then I think third was uh, the the girl who took it last year. I forget her name. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, and so you look at about that, but the rest of the divisions, Robbie won last year, right? Um, you know, same thing in the. Uh, women's Amanda Allen won last year. It's like yep. across the board, right? Dave Hippenstiel seems to win every year in the yeah. 55 yeah. plus. Guys are free. And so, um, so you kind of look at that and it's like, uh, you know, it's, it is, there's definitely, there's not a lot of parody in the Masters divisions. You know, and, and, it's and, very hard to make a move. I mean, you've gone from, you know, 18th, 20th, 12th down to 8th. Like you're still, still improving. So, yeah. I mean, I think it is hard to make those jumps and leaps though because these guys don't give up an inch they don't and it's funny even in the individuals you can go to that yep like no one's touching Frazier yeah right Tia looked unstoppable Tia looked unstoppable and even Vellner like you know second he was a podium guy last year yeah Car Saunders and and Katrin and Annie have shown themselves they're all they're the top five like that other girl snuck in this year but like pretty much those girls are the top five they are what they are and it's just crazy how this sport is but um yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Again, top ten finish, literally a couple things here and there, and I'm top four, yeah. or maybe even podium. So, um, yeah, I can't be, can't be, can't be mad about that, you know. Yeah. All right, so we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, you did class stuff kind of leading up. Uh, we rebuilt your kip, so I started back, like, for those people who, who think that, like, when I tell you, like, hey, kips before class, like, literally I made you do, like, five sets of ten kips before class, like, almost every day. Yeah, I think it was ten. It started at ten, and it ended up eventually getting the 20s. 20, yeah. And it's harder than you think. It's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> I, I give that advice to people all the time, but, like, for those of you guys listening, it's like, I give that advice to games athletes. Like I give that advice to our best athletes, just the same as I do you. I'm not writing you off. Like legitimately, building a kip is a huge fundamental. It's and so. it's huge, and it made a huge difference. Yeah. Like and and like when you're doing movements with kips, especially like when you're deep into a workout and and you just start thinking that mental stuff about how you need to be more efficient. Like look straight ahead, keep yep. the legs together. Like it makes such a huge difference. It yep. makes things easier. Yep. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the final workout is a great testament. It's like you had you you had a hiccup in the workout, and you still finished pretty well. And I think even then, it's like um, you know, if you if you take that hiccup away again, it's like you know that margin right. error is so small. And, and that was the last workout after five days. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like, I I remember thinking like to myself, like, man, this this workout would be really sweet to do fresh. Yeah, and I remember uh, coming off the last like. A little bit of thrusters on 15, like running back to the bar thinking like, oh man, can I even get up on the bar? Yeah. Like my arms were just smoked. Yep. Uh, but again, yeah, I, I, I rushed that last bar muscle up, like just probably should have took two deep breaths, 
And what I did was rushed it and missed it, and then kind of like took two two deep breaths and then hit hit the last three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think had we not worked on that kip stuff, like that workout would have been difficult. Yeah, yeah, especially like that's the thing that you train for. It's like okay, it's yeah, last workout of the whole weekend. You know, like is you're gonna be pretty much relying on your training at that point because you're gonna be beat up, sore, messed up mentally. It's yeah. like. You're pretty much ready to be done. It's hard. That was a hard workout to put last. Right when you sent that to me, yeah. that was my first reaction. I could do that last workout. as <laughs> a kick right in the nuts. So, yeah, big time. Um, but yeah, so uh, so we kind of uh, you know we pick pegged those three weaknesses and we hammered those hard all year. Yeah, but we, we did. did mostly. It literally was like class plus ten to fifteen minutes, and mm-hmm. that was it. Right yeah. for the vast majority of the season, all the way through the open. Started doing like a little. You know, you did a little bit of squat cycle, did a little bit of Olympic lifting stuff uh, with barbell club. But then, uh, you know, once we hit open, we were still chill. We did, like, again, a little bit of weakness training, a little bit of touch points getting ready for the qualifier. Yep. But we didn't really start really doing two-a-day stuff until uh, until after the qualifier. So we gave you right. about a week after the qualifier. Um, and then, uh, then kind of talked to people about, like, what changed at your work situation. And then to walk us through, like, a day. Like, what time you get up. Like, what you do. All right. So I... First of all, I, I I start work at five thirty, and I work from five thirty to two. So, um, about well, at the beginning of the year, um, there was this new project at work of remodeling like this whole um, entrance way, um, putting in a new gym at work, and me and another guy kind of got pegged with, hey, we want your ideas for this. So, obviously, I'm like. I want true forms. So I think we had 25 grand or something we could spend. Which is three times as much as we spent on opening the gym. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily for me, the other guy who was kind of put in charge of it, uh, CrossFit, um, he goes over to Graham's gym. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, dude, whatever you want, let's get it. And yeah. I'm like, all right, sweet. So, uh, yeah, so we ended up getting two true forms, two rowers, a skier, a little rig, and literally like overabundance of, of bumpers, like just crazy. So it was like perfect um, to hit two a days. So basically what we did was once the um, – uh, qualifier was over and we started hitting two days. I would do like true form intervals and I would get, I would get to work at four 30, hit my, um, first session of the day work. Um, and I always make it a point at work. So I, I have this job where I sit at a desk pretty much all day, but I'll, I'll have a, a little alarm set on my watch where I'll like get up every 30, 40 minutes and yeah. just walk for five minutes. Um, I always, it's crazy. People think I'm weird. I always like, they always see me taking like longer routes to yeah. get back to my office and they're like, what are you doing? And yeah. I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to move, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? Like, and, um, so hit that and then we'd, I'd come in the gym and usually I always do a pretty, uh, long, longer warm up, 30 to 40 minutes. And then either dive into class or whatever you had for me for the day. And and we just kind of stuck with that all the way up to the games. And then about the last, what, four or five weeks, I had pleasure of Saki joining me. Um, I remember Maria was like, 
she's in here four hours a day. I don't have time to like give her things to do. Like, can she just work out with you? I was like, yeah, no problem. First, I thought it was going to be a problem, but like that chick is such a sponge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, super enjoyable to work out with. And, uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. But that's that's that was basically our our model for the entire year. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, you know? yeah, and we did yeah. So we did four days of that. Four days of kind of two a days. Four days hard. Yep. And then three recovery days. Three recovery um, days. Yeah. And so that was that was kind of our our mix. And so I think that's what um, you know we what we've found where I have matured and grown as a programmer as somebody who works with you as an athlete is realizing that like like you're already a stud like we're, we don't need to create a stud it's yeah. like we need to have you healthy yep. we need to have you confident right and we need to just hit these touch points on some of these things that need to just be a little more dialed in right and right. then throw as many curve balls at you with rope climbs and handstand mm-hmm. walks and yep. some of the things you know high capacity kipping but without you know, injuring your elbows or, you know, tearing up your hands yeah. or, or dinging a shoulder up or anything like that. And so, you know, we got better at that and we really found that that four and three split where the four was really hard, high intensity, mimicked the game. So that was what we did. We did mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. So we tried to mimic the games, which your games ended up being, what, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but pretty close, yep. right? Um, we did a recovery day on the Thursday, kind of when we were out there. And so... You know, I feel like we kind of nailed that, and that's uh, that's one of those things where uh, you know where we want to uh, kind of keep keep improving is keep being healthier. I agree. I mean, I think Saki, I think Saki was good. For, I think good for you mentally, for sure. Um, and you know, I think more than anything is just like it's kind of refreshing being around like a teenager. It like really they, is. Not only not only are they sponges, but like. Their energy. <laughs> their energy is nuts. It's like when we were all training together, it's like, you know, like Jenny, Jenny's 35, Kristen's 34, I'm 32, 33 at the time. Like yeah. we're all, we're all like getting at the end of the week and it's like, oh, I'm going to go down. take a nap. Yep. Saki's like, you want to do more? Let's do another work. Okay. She pretty While much, you're warming up, yeah. I'm going to do ring dips. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I, just like, it's just funny. The first day, uh, first day she shows up, uh, I was like, you know, I'll be there at 2.30. And um, she gets there and like ready to just roll, and I was like, "Hey, I need at least thirty minutes here yeah. to move. To move, yeah. I gotta warm up for thirty minutes." <laughs> so the but what I mean by like a sponge, so she just kind of like mimicked all of my warm ups. Yep. Right. She, you know, here's this like fifteen year old girl just like mimicking everything, and I, you know, I could tell her things, um, certain things about the, like what she's gonna see, what's gonna happen, and like she just took it all in. And it was it was really cool. Like she legitimately, you could tell, just had a ball. Oh, dude, she had a great time. That, <laughs> to me, that was like it was really refreshing. And not, and not to say that like you're not, but it's like you know we've kind of been there. We kind yeah. of done it, yeah. you know. And it's like uh, you know you, you hit the workout and you place where you place, and it's like you know we expect you to do pretty well. On, yeah. You know we know the workouts. Like we knew you're gonna struggle with the sandbag workout. We knew you're gonna do really well in the burpee workout. It's just like you know we kind of can see that stuff ahead of time. But Saki was kind of this big question mark. Yeah. And, like, we didn't necessarily know we were going to get. She's qualifying in 20th, so everything's just for fun. And, yeah, just like you said, it's just, like, she's just out there just having a blast. blast. Man. And it's, it's, fun, it's fun to see that, like, it's, uh, you know, I'm sure it's, like, what what people see when, like, high school guys come into the NBA or something. It's just, like, right. this dude just, like, just loves the game still, you mm-hmm. know. And, and it's it's refreshing to see all the people over the years who have come and gone and, 
told you and me, you know, hey, I want to make regionals. Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, there's dozens of them. Um, you know, and then some of them make regionals and they like don't have any fun. And it's yeah. just like, and you're just, you know, and you, they, you never really got the feeling that they they loved doing this or that they soaked any of it in. Mm-hmm. And it's like she was the exact opposite. Exact opposite. Yeah. It actually like kind of like rubbed off on me some yeah. towards, towards the middle of the week. I'm like, man, there's not a lot of people in the world that get to do this. Yeah. Soak it in, man. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 um, you never know if you can make it back. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. And it's don't like, take it too seriously. Yeah. I, this is funny. I remember after the row, the, that row ski and dumbbell front squat legitimately was the most painful <laughs> workout I think I've ever been through. I'm that, not kidding. That workout wrecked you guys. It was crazy to watch. On paper, you look at it and you're like, this isn't bad. But the 50 dumbbell squats were just like unbelievable. And before I went out, Saki had done it on Thursday, and I was like, so how was it? She looks at me, smiles, and is like, oh, my God, it was so fun. Yeah. And afterwards, I'm just like, that was not fun well, in any way. And this is the <laughs> thing that you think about that is this is a girl who's four foot eight, nine, nine yeah. maybe, right? So she's rowing. She has to full vertical jump to get the skier handles. Yes, she did. Full vertical jump. And missed and still <laughs> had to go up and get it. And still goes through, and they're like, "There's a point in that workout where she's like third or fourth in her heat, and like in the first round, I'm just like looking around and go, how the fuck did this little girl get off this machine? Flying she's on the next squats. to the Icelandic girl who's 15 also and is 5'10", 160. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, she is killing this. Like, yeah. this is awesome to watch. This little girl is keeping up with these like huge girls, like tall women yeah. on the rower. It's yep. like, you'd never see that. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, they, I mean. She was hurting for sure. She yeah. she got the Saki uh, scream going on the on the fire. Yeah, round, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, that workout wrecked you. And that's a great example, though, of like, yeah, just your mindset. You know, it's like, yeah, I tell people all the time. I'm like, you know, I come out of class and, you know, you hear people out front. It's like, you know, bitching about sleds or doing something. I'm just like, oh, that workout was so much fun. Like, that's that's why I do it. Like, I want that. I want that degree of difficulty. I want to feel like I had to get to a place mentally to have to push through things. Yes. Um, you know, to me, otherwise it's like, you know, I'm a big believer in that if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. And so, uh, so I kind of crave that. And I think she's still got such a great attitude. It's why I love, you know, the teens class being around that too. Those teenagers is like, they, they crave that stuff. They want it. And that's why I told you, I was like, I'd really like to start working with them. It it was just like, for me, it was just like awesome training with her in, in the couple of times that Rye traded with us too. Like, um, like I'm watching him and we, we did some like Imam rope climb stuff and he's climbing ropes like I used to climb. Yeah. And I just gave him a couple little cues and like literally in two minutes he's fixed it. Yeah. And is like making it up in two pools. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot different than training, uh, <laughs> training older athletes. It's for sure. crazy. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Um, so, all right. So wake up probably what about 4am? Yeah. 4am pop in. Hit your workout, um, go through the work day, come in, hit the afternoon, um, you know, usually home, done by 4.30 or so. Yep. Then, like, what's your evening routine? Like, big evening dinner, routine. any meal prep? Yeah. Uh, so my wife, she Shauna, she's always, 90% of the time, has got dinner ready unless there's something going on. So it's like, uh, dinner's typically ready as soon as I get home, we eat. 
I usually make my breakfast and she usually makes enough dinner for me to take the next day. Nice. So, um, you know, and then we'll, uh, you know, I make my breakfast and everything, load it. I'm, I'm like this huge structure guy. It's probably mostly related to the Marine Corps. Like yep. everything is just so regimented. So it's literally like, I'm so structured. It's like, I get home, I eat, I prep for the next day. Yeah. Um, and then it's like an hour or so to hang out with the fam. And then it's bed. Like I'm typically asleep by like 8.30. Yeah. You know, nine o'clock. Unless, like, uh, there's some Cavs playoff game that I'm trying to stay up for, and then, yeah. and then it just drains me the next day. But, you know, typically that's all it is. Um, towards the end, uh, it's funny. I would come home, like, just kind of, like, so tired from training, double trains and, and everything. And Shauna, her first thing, she'd look at me and she'd be like, all right, what percentage are you at? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like... 10 and she just you know roll her eyes <laughs> and and because she knew like i'd be out here yeah. pretty soon but um yeah so yeah and uh you know shauna seems like she's such like uh such a great rock for you she's so like even keel i'm watching her watch you compete and i know she's watched you compete for years but um you know she's got the boys she's handling five or six things all at once like the emotions of watching you the ups and downs of that keeping an eye on the boys you know and keeping in mind you know meals and making them tired like all these other things um you know but she seems like she's just a great like kind of just steady rock right so yeah i mean i think it's uh it's cool to kind of see how you guys have you know, made that work because it's, I mean, it's not easy. That's a lot of time for you, time training, time at work, all that stuff. It's not easy. And honestly, I'm lucky like that she puts up with it. Um, I know, I know it gets towards the end, it, it gets like annoying probably to her and she's just like, I'm ready for it to be over. Um, but it's, it's funny, like after she's already talking about the next year, Yeah, you know? Um, but yeah, man, she's so awesome. Like, Everything she does, honestly, it, it I think it's been probably the biggest part of my success is just being able to to do the things I can do, and her be totally understanding with it because she knows how much yeah. I like it and love it. Yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, you know, this year was fun, you know, for me because you know Jen and Alan came, yeah. Mike and Dana came. Uh, you know, the boys are back again, you know, obviously Saki and Saki's family came. So we had a little bigger crew this year. Yeah. So I thought that was really fun. And when you, when you guys are all at the end of the lane, like, I can't even tell you like what that feels like. It's just amazing, um, to know like, all right, end of this, man, you guys are all standing there. That's just, it's just an awesome feeling. Um, yeah, I can't even tell you how much I appreciate like everybody that came and watched. It's just it's it, it's a big difference maker it yeah. really is yeah and it's uh you know i think it's cool too it's you know unfortunately the stream hasn't been you know we always i was talking to somebody about the other week it's like back they used to run a competition called the east coast championships yeah. this is like years ago it's ben bergeron crossfit new england ran this competition maybe 2013 2014 something like that well they had lane cams back in 2013 14 that's awesome for a local competition basically now granted like studs and all stars are doing this competition but like you know you wanted to watch lane 10 you just 
clicked a drop down box and you could watch lane 10 and you could do it as a split screen to watch the yeah. the general view and then you could watch lane 10 uh and it still blows my mind that like crossfit hasn't implemented this because it's so simple and that's the feedback you get from everybody who wants to watch at home right. is like i think we probably on day one we had 150 people who want to come in and who want to watch at home and want to see you guys and cheer you on but it's like you you know you watch the whole event for you know you watch you can only watch so much rowing and skiing when you're not actually seeing you to still be yeah you know, excited I, about it i think they at some point need to realize like how big the age groupers are you yep. know I, i'll go back to that opening ceremony like well, and here's, it was so douchey yeah. at the end. Like it was a really cool thing, and then after the end, they basically escort. They tell all the age groupers to like escort because Leave. people, yeah, yeah people want to get autographs from the games athletes. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how many of these people out here have family that are age yeah, groupers? Just friends like, and family. Yeah. Like, well, um, and here's the thing. So here's my contention with it. Here's the here's my problem with the sport. Is a better way to put it. Okay, the individuals are you know training out of garages if they are still training out of affiliates a lot of them are you know kind of doing what matt fraser does like he'll drop into champlain valley to use some of their equipment but when it's closed when nobody's there right um they'll come in during off hours when nobody's there and they'll do individualized private programming or a lot of these games athletes kind of come up with their own shit right but not a lot of them are actively involved with a community with people that actually have an investment in them now they have fans Right, it's like mayhem. Like we were sitting next to some guys who were like, "Yeah, we're huge No Olson fans." And I'm like, oh, "Are you guys from Miami?" They're like, "Nope." I'm like, "Have you ever met him?" They're like, "No." I'm like, "Why do you like him then?" They're like, "Oh, just all the documentaries and stuff." I'm like, "Okay, like that's that's fine." But like when you sit in the age group pavilion, it's like it's people from the gym that train with them. It's like friends and family and people who come to support them. It's a different, it's a different type of feel. It's what I consider to be CrossFit. It's yeah. still CrossFit, right? Um, you know, the big stage of the individuals and stuff has gotten very commercialized. And to me, that's not really CrossFit. And like Maria and I were talking the whole way back about how it really still kind of rubs us the wrong way because it's really not what we loved about the sport, right? What we loved about the sport was like, that it was community based. Like we loved in 2016 when like, you know, like Maximus and the friendship group was the biggest, like literally we've heard from like 10 people like that went to every regional, like you guys have the biggest crowd of anybody mm-hmm. at any regional yeah. this year. Um, and like you have that cheering crowd, like that creates atmospheres. And now that just is sort of going away, like, yeah. which I think sucks. It's like people are making super teams for teams, so they're not actually really affiliates anymore. And if they are, a lot of them train by themselves. A lot of the individuals are by themselves. But I think that's what's still so cool about Masters stuff is like mm-hmm. a lot of Masters guys, they're still actively involved with the gyms. They still oh, yeah. work full-time jobs. They're still getting support from families and communities and stuff. And so you see that support and you see a bigger buy-in to the people in the age group stuff. So... That's why I think it's cool, and I also think it's the fucking purpose of CrossFit. Like, right. you're getting older, and these guys are fucking studs. Yeah. Like, I mean, the your guys' age group divisions, like, I mean, like, I wouldn't win that stuff. Like, other, like guys who are younger, in their 20s, like, you're not going to win that division. Yeah. Like, those, you guys are I mean, freaks, and, like, you, they take their shirts off, they're jacked. Like, I, 60-year-old women taking shirts off yeah, their abs. How I'm about like, that 35 group? I mean, yeah. absolute oh. studs. Yeah, like, un- unbelievable. Un- yeah. Like guys that look like 
I mean, most of those guys made regionals. Oh, yeah. And the women. And, I mean, but, I mean, you're right. Like, 50, 55-year-old women. Yeah, you look at Ron Ortiz or something oh, like that. Oh, my gosh. And it's just like, 55. This, is, this is what you should be commercializing. It's not crazy to think 22- and 25-year-old kids are going to have ripped abs and be great athletes. Of course they are. Those are, there's there's tons of them. Olympians, professional athletes, soccer players, basketball players, all over the world, right? Um how many places can you find jacked 60-year-olds who can do handstand walk obstacle courses and, like, do all this other – like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. awesome. Yeah. And so I, w- I really do. I hope that at some point they, they recognize the value of that and they are able to advertise that a little more because I think, like, you know, we get inquiries from people who watch CBS and who watch ESPN and, you know, I want to go to the games and I want to do this and I want to do that. And it's like – you know, okay, if you're 22 or 23, though, sometimes that's just like, like, okay, do you want to do it for, like, fame and glory? Or, like, do you want to do it just because, like, this is a great, healthy, ho- you know, hobby that you can get into that's really good for you and you're surrounded by awesome, supportive people? Yeah. And you can kind of grow as that as a person. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see the evolution of the age groups. I have enjoyed the fact that they... They at least give you guys like they've given you more equipment. They've given you more events. They've given you your own, you know, facility and yeah. some different things. So like some of that stuff's gotten better, um, but you're definitely still like a sideshow for sure. So for sure. yeah, it's interesting to see how that stuff's rolled. Yeah. Um, okay, so post games now, um, and then I want to talk a little bit about like your nutrition this year because your nutrition this year is better. Yeah. Um, but like post games now, so we're you know a week out. Um, you did your first class workout back today. Yep. Um, how's the body feeling? Feels good. I don't think I'll ever feel normal, at least for another, probably, it probably takes a month, honestly. Yeah. I think the one thing people don't, um, take in consideration, like, yeah, okay, it's four days, you know, 11 workouts. We've done 11 workouts in four days before or whatever. But when you start to factor in like the emotions, yeah, right? The emotions of like uh, two or three workouts in a day and how you get so up and so jacked and everything's like mad and then nervous nerves the nerve the nervousness I mean it's It's crazy and then and then like those few moments right before they run you out like uh, it's kind of indescribable and it's stuff you can't really train for yeah right and then three two one go and it's like just utter chaos it seems like right everybody's screaming sometimes it's so loud you can't hear your judge uh and then it's like this enormous adrenaline dump (laughs) right immediately after and and then in a couple hours it's gonna happen again yeah um like those types of things i think just they factor in to like you're like crushing your body even more. Yeah. And you're going harder than you do in class, yeah, obviously. Yeah, your, cent- your central nervous system and all that stuff just takes some wear and tear on that. Yeah, like, um, so I went out on like a little jog yesterday and I got about halfway through it and I was just like, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not feeling right. Class today actually felt really good, but a lot of that had to do with just the environment. Yeah, it's the right? atmosphere. 30 yeah. people in a class, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And it was fun. Um, yeah, it's that Pat Sherwood saying, I mean... Cranked the music up, got around some friends, slung some weights, had some fun. Yeah, best that, hour of your day. Yeah, it was great. It was out. great. Um, so yeah, that'll probably take me a little bit of while, but you know, 
it, it, you know, I'll, I just want to get back into it. Just yeah. move. Just you get know? the body feeling good again. Yeah, yeah that's sweet. Um, and then, uh, so nutrition stuff now is like, that's been something for you uh, this year that I think you competed the lightest you maybe ever competed. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I was solid 10 pounds lighter yeah. going in than I have been in the previous ones. And honestly, it's just been uh, cutting out like, pastas and breads and just um being She's tough because shauna's pretty hardcore like italian right she is <laughs> although she is probably more hardcore like healthy eater than me oh, okay um yeah i mean well she cut out meat which yeah. is crazy but she'll you know she eats her fish and all that but like everything in the house has to be organic and yeah. you know you know she's very um she wants to make sure that our kids are not getting any crap. Yeah. You yep. know, she's really uh, strict about that. Yep. And, um, but anyway, so yeah, so I just cut out a lot of unnecessary crap, snacking, yep. like just, just stuff like that and just made it a point, um, you know, uh, to just be more, I guess, um, we're dialed in. We're dialed in, yeah. yeah. I think that's the thing because I think, you know, it's uh, one of the things I found when I used to compete a lot is when you compete that much and you're crushing, you're working from a deficit, you definitely have like these, you have needs. And I kind of told you, I think after Friday of the games, like, dude, just go eat whatever the fuck you want tonight because yeah, you, you, need, you need calories. Yeah. Like you're you're depleted. You're, you've been smoked this whole day and like you're looking tired so I need you like yeah. you need to calorie up Friday was legit the hardest day yeah. of a games I've ever had yeah and so and I think sometimes that's the thing too with training is like there are just times where sometimes you're like dude I gotta crush a, a pizza and cookies and some chicken breasts and just like get get some calories mm-hmm. in because I, I'm, I'm working from a deficit and I feel that and I think sometimes that's what's what's really hard about like competing or trying to push that envelope a little bit yeah but also still be really healthy and i think that's where i think you were a little bit more dialed in with some of that stuff this year is like okay i can get some more calories but they're just not going to be like as junky of calories right, right? i'm gonna exactly. up, it, up it just a little bit so yeah. it's good i mean i think uh you know i think sometimes when you start getting into that high level of activity people like to leave the workout as an excuse to Ah, you know, I did three workouts today. Like I can, I can have something crappy. Right. Um, but, uh, but there's definitely something to constantly being that in that dialed in atmosphere. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Like if you start coming back into, you know, getting back in the gym, doing class, doing some of that stuff, it's like, if you can get back on that same regimen, it's like mm-hmm. one year of really healthy eating leaves you like more lean, looking better, feeling better. Right. It's still powerful. Um, two years of it it's even more it's it builds yeah. exponential and and i think it had a lot to do with like actually feeling better like i felt better going into a games than i ever have yeah joints and all that stuff joints everything that like shit. the yeah. inflammation just didn't feel like it was there you know i had that hip thing yeah earlier in the year and that's kind of right when i started really um really dialing in the nutrition and and it's just amazing how that kind of just faded out, yeah, yeah. you know, and it probably had to do with just unnecessary crap in my body that was creating inflammation, yeah. right? And get rid of that, and uh, and it hasn't come back, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome, yeah, and that's the best part too. 
All right, so you and Clark are my rivals for biggest Ohio State football fans. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's, it's tough, Clay. <laughs> and that puts you puts you in rarefied atmosphere because Clark's pretty hardcore. He is. Um, but uh, you know, I think you two always kind of smile when you get to see each other and talk football a little oh, yeah. bit. And season's upcoming. What are you thinking? Well, playoffs for sure. Yeah. Um, they got to get this urban thing taken care of yeah we were right? talking about that earlier we were yeah. talking about that earlier this is just ridiculous um n- not that i condone anything that you know zach smith did but i just don't think it had anything to do with herbs uh i think they're going to be really good yeah um it's definitely like on paper the most talented team i think he, he may have ever had he's may have had and uh, I just can't. I can't wait. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna. We were talking a little bit before. I think it's just the potential to be fun to watch is there. Like that. It kind of reminds me of that. Like Ted Ginn, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, Troy yeah. Smith kind of year yeah. where you're like just kind of looking at the team. You're like these guys are gonna be fun to watch. I mean, I know, it's gonna man. be kind of high flying. Like there's a lot of speed on the field. Yeah, for Haskins sure. Haskins can sling it a lot better than JT can. You got like these two thoroughbred running backs. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and the guy like me and Clark kind of drool over is this Chase Young kid. Yeah, like he's gonna be the other DN, and um, we've been watching him like for a year. And it, I mean, we're he, he'll he'll like send me some Instagram posts like of this kid working out or something, and and I'll just be like, Jesus, what what the hell? Like yeah. this kid is like, an absolute freak. Yep. So I'm super excited to see like him and Bosa on the edge. Yeah. Like just. I, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Big. Uh, and so we were talking a little bit about schedule stuff. Um, so we got TCU Penn State early this year. Early. Yeah. And, and so then, those will be kind of the big games you got to get through. Yeah. And then I think they got a road game at Michigan State. It'll be yep. tough. And then obviously uh, the one up north at the end. So, yeah. Difficult schedule. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of handle jumping into Penn State earlier this year. There are a lot of Penn State fans who listen, unfortunately. That is unfortunate. Yeah, so um, <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, you think uh, – so this is kind of one thing I was I kind of think about with Urban. Um, you know, we're about at – coming up on about how long he lasted at, at Florida, about yeah. that six-year mark, and now he started to have some, some, some things get in the way. And uh, you think he's going to be a guy who can last another five, six years, or you think it's going to be about time for us to start looking for somebody else? So I, I think his contract runs through 21. Yeah. In my opinion, I think he's done. Yeah. I just don't see him being the guy like saving the coaches into his mid sixties, seventies. I think he'll hit sixty and be done. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, you just look at the situation that's going on right now. Like, who wants to deal with that? Yeah, it's too high pressure. It's. I think the job generally right now is it's it's a shitty job to a college football, uh, you know, of an Alabama, a Texas, a Notre Dame, or an Ohio State. It's a shitty job, man. There's so many. There's so much focus on right. you, and like, there's kind of focus on players, but it's not all like the NFL. It's not mm-hmm. really like any mm-hmm. other sport. Where like, no. you look at the NBA. It's like I could start naming players. I could get to fifty NBA players. I can name like two head coaches, right? Like three head coaches. Right. Like nobody. Like they don't take any of the pressure for what those guys do. Um, you know, the NFL, the, the, you know, changeover of coaches is so crazy. It's like eight guys this year and mm-hmm. all brand new. Um, but these, these, you know, college football coaches become the face of the franchise right? or the face of the program. Right. And they take all the shit and they it's just take like, us so much shit. I yeah. mean, this, it, this whole thing is just kind of crazy. Um, 
And the sad thing is, like, you know, some guy breaks his story, and it's just like he's immediately guilty. Yeah. Of all these things, yep. and we don't even know. We don't. We we just got a little percentage of what yeah. what's really going down. So that's the culture, though. Anymore, it's just like these guys. The you know what is it? Uh, you know, guilty by public something or other. Yeah, you know, but just basically as soon public perception, right? It's yeah. Like, as soon as the public hears about it, just the way the stories are all told now, it's the the Duke lacrosse situation. It's like Ugh. the girl just made up the entire thing, right? And all of a sudden, like these these kids' lives are like ruined, right? And that's an interesting documentary if you never watched it on Netflix, but. Um, but I think, it, it, you know, that's the great example is just like, you know, somebody breaks just the initial story and it's like now all this other stuff's coming out, nah. which gives you at least a better opportunity to make your own conclusion to it. Um, but even still, it's just like this isn't going to be something that the law is going to be involved with, really. It's just a right. university issue for the most part. Right. And it's just little things like that. I think at some point, Herb's is going to get tired of it. Yeah. And, I, it, I, and, I, mean, and sure. I would. I'm tired of it. It doesn't uh, even yeah. involve me. <laughs> I mean, like, and you're right about the, that job, like. How cool would it be to be the wide receivers coach? Yeah, you're getting paid like 300k a year. Yeah, you're in charge of like guys 10 guys, yeah. right? Like that would be the ultimate job to to, to sure. me, not yeah. the head coach. I yeah. mean, there's just too much. This guy's uh, held responsible for like 100 players and 20 coaches and trainers and yeah. I mean, I, I heard a, I heard a number that they're basically in charge of 500 people. Basically, it's yeah. like they're a company of 500 people and they make. Hundred, they're responsible for a hundred million dollars a year, whatever the revenue is, and like that's how you have to look at it. It's yep. Like it's this super public CEO whose every decision is scrutinized on the field and off the field. So exactly, yeah, it's crazy to see. And then Bengals, you got to watch first preseason game. You're yep. impressed by the defense a little bit. They look good, but you know it was the Bears. Offense, uh, how's the uh, ginger cringer going <laughs> to do for you guys this year? If he gets protection, yeah. he'll be fine. And that's been his like mo. In the league, the years that they've had good line protection, he's played well. Yeah. I think the guy gets a little bit of a bad rap um, just because he hasn't won a playoff game or whatever. But, I mean, if you look at his stats, they're pretty good. Um, AJ Green, Eifert. uh, They feel like they haven't made it through uh, a good season. Yeah. In quite a while now. So, it feels like they're maybe getting a little old. Yeah, we'll see. I, I I never have big expectations yeah um you know for the last 10 years i feel like they've been one of the most talented teams at least in the division they just can't put it together yeah um i watched a little bit of the browns the other night i was pretty impressed with with uh number six yep uh i actually think i'll give them seven or eight wins this year yeah it'll be interesting to see i mean i think uh just like you said on paper from a talent perspective, they're there. You know, you said you'd watch Hard Knocks. I haven't seen it yet, but I think it's it's good to hear that there are some guys, some fresh blood in the locker yeah. room, who are putting some pressure on these guys to get away from that loser mentality. And yeah. I think that's maybe you know it's it's been the Browns' issue for years, and they've struggled through it with about ten coaches in the time that Marvin's been coaching. But that's kind of what you worry a little bit about it, and that's what I've told people all the time. I go, dude, you could take Tom Brady and Gronk and put them on the Browns. It's a losing culture. Right? They're just gonna, they're just losers. Like right. there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, you kind of worry about that a little bit with the Bengals. They made made strides in that, but you also wonder. It's like there's got to be something with the way that Marvin's handling yeah, playoff preparation because sure. they just sure. they're just losers. I mean, yeah. it's just like I mean. <laughs> 
they play the Steelers this year, first round of the playoffs. They're done. I mean, it's just, there's <laughs> just, what's, there's not a betting person in the world at this point who's ever going to put money on I remember the last time they played them, they're winning the game with 40 seconds left, yeah. right? They just got to milk the clock. And I haven't seen you rant and rave like that. So. I've never Go. been so, like, I don't even know the words to describe. Um, you have a game in hand. All you got to do is take knees. They decide to run it. They fumble. <laughs> and then this like domino effect of personal fouls and yeah. just like, it was like out of a movie. It man. really was. You couldn't script that shit. It I remember insane. as soon as they got the ball back and were milking the clock, I'm like posting on Facebook to every Steelers fan like, ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. And then I immediately had to delete it. Oh my God. <laughs> it was I awful. Am, I am literally crazy. And so as a Browns fan, that's the most fun game in the world for me to watch because I want horrible things to happen to both teams. Uh, but man, I'm just watching that happen. I'm watching all this unfold on Twitter and Facebook and all this stuff. And dude, I was loving every second it was, but it was infuriating to watch because it's just you're just like what are you doing yeah and now i mean i don't i, I saw they were talking about pacman's on the browns right uh he worked out with them okay i don't know if they signed him or not but i know he there were talks where he was gonna that guy up. he's so talented yeah but he's such a knucklehead yeah the fact that you guys made him a captain like last year isn't that crazy ago, i mean that's like, but that's marvin yeah it's that's just like that's does, gotta be man. one of the worst moves i've ever seen in my life yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so last one. Let's talk about uh, favorite restaurants, uh, favorite spots to go in Dublin. So you got two kids. Uh, Dom and Deck are four and six. No, seven six. Seven six. Okay. Yeah, uh, Deck just turned uh, Thursday. Okay. Six. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, and so, where's your favorite spot to take the kids? And it doesn't even have to be a restaurant. Where's your favorite spot to take the kids? Oh, gosh, it's hard to say. Um, any type of park yeah. where they can just run around and burn energy. Yeah. It, it's it's cool. Um, so my mom lives in Westerville. So we, we Shauna took them to the Westerville pool a couple yeah. of times. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 unbelievable. Is it? Yeah, it's basically like a mini water park. Oh, wow. So like our whole thing is like next summer. Yeah. I'm just going to get a pass. Yeah. She can just dry there. Um, they absolutely love the swim. Yeah. You know, so uh, that... Restaurant wise, it's hard to say. There's so many places in Columbus. Um, we don't really go out all that much. Yeah, you know, it yeah. just it just becomes a big shit show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so. Uh, but as far as Sean and I restaurants, um, gosh. We used to. Uh, I really like Jay Gilbert's a lot. Yeah, I think it's like low key the best one of the best steak spots in the in the city. Yeah, you know. Um, and then she likes to hang out. Uh, oh, uh, local roots. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool local place. Local roots is off the charts. Cool place. Yeah. And then we'll hit the place across the street from that that craft house. Yep. Yep. That's pretty cool too. Yeah, it's a cool little spot because there's Jenny's right there too. Right. Jenny's yeah. is right there. Yep. I haven't hit Jenny's in a while because we actually I think we like the other place better down the street. Um, not graders. Not What's graders. The other What's the other ones? Because uh, they're from Youngstown and Sean's oh, no. from Youngstown. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not an ice cream guy, so I don't know. I'm not really either. It jacks my God, stomach up. All right, so no ice cream then. What about cookies? Peanut butter cookies. Okay. What kind? Like like uh, Girl Scout? Or like... No, like the, the kind you bake yourself. Oh, okay. Or like uh, it, uh, Shauna's mom and her and her sister, like every... Uh, during the holidays. Yeah. It is ridiculous. They'll like spend like two days 
absolutely baking these crazy cookies. Yeah. And then her grandma, uh, her grandma's this Italian lady, and she makes these. I don't even know what they're called, man. But they are like they have like this apricot filling. Yeah. I call them crack cookies because <laughs> it's like immediately like you can't eat more than like five, yeah. like or any less than five. It's just like unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, cookies for me, uh, more than ice cream. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so when Dom Deck have birthday party, you guys go cake? We do. Okay. What kind? Uh Shawnee usually has it made somewhere. Okay. We had this is crazy story. We had this lady from Westerville that made these cakes yeah. and they were amazing. Like just the best things ever. Well, come to find out, this lady from all these years of baking got celiac like super bad and oh, had yeah. to totally close her business. Oh wow! So ever since then, we've just kind of like um, uh, go to either like Kroger's or yeah, or somewhere like Get that. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I always feel like it's so interesting. I feel like with like younger kids, I just begin the cake that I would like. Yeah, and like yeah. I like really, I like pretty plain normal cake. That's how I am. I'm pretty yeah. plain vanilla. Yeah. Love vanilla stuff yeah. like buttercream or just like a like a cookie cake. But they they make like a that's what you guys should check out that. Uh, Great American Cookie in the mall. They make a peanut butter ch- chocolate chip cookie cake. Wow, that's like off the charts. So if yeah. you like cookies and you like peanut butter, peanut butter cookies, that might be that yeah, might be where you want to go. The way to go. All right, that's where we're gonna stop. I love it. That's perfect. Great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> awesome. Thanks, man.